Hey everyone, just a note on this episode. At one point during the show, you'll hear me say that we're going to go to break, but the uh, show will keep going. Um, a lot of times when we have those breaks uh, during the show, Jim and I will just kind of chat up the guest a little bit or just kind of you know, pivot to a different topic or something along those lines. Uh, in this case, uh, our guest, Bradford Davis, we actually had a really good conversation over the break, and uh, we decided that to uh, to cut that into the episode. So uh, at one point, you'll hear me say, hey, we're going to go to break, but we, we don't. <laughs> the break will come a little bit later. So I uh, just wanted to give you a heads up on that, and uh, we appreciate you listening and enjoy the show. Well, th- hey, thanks for that, uh, that slam dunk that you threw down on me there a month or so ago. I mean, does anybody like look at a sunset like on a beautiful day? What is that cat doing? Uh, Jim is doing that swooshy thing again. I already gave him a little bit of shit. Am I allowed to say shit? I gave him a little bit of shit. And welcome to episode 52 of the Romantic About Baseball podcast. I am your host, Adam C. McKinnon, joined as often by my co-host, the Statmaster General, Jim Passon Jr. Jim. Hey, welcome back from the break. It's been a while. Yeah, I know. And and still, I'll back up my tweet earlier, I'm still 98% sure he is not a fake Jeff Passon account, <laughs> but we're, you know, I'm, I'm slowly getting to the 100% mark, but... The, I'm 99% there. I'm real close to knowing that I'm not Jeff Passon. <laughs> the, the, uh, our guest tonight is a, uh, a writer that I actually enjoy reading his work quite a bit. Uh, I've listened to him on podcasts a couple of times. I'm really glad to have him on the show, uh, Bradford William Davis. He's a columnist at the New York Daily News, uh, and he podcasts with Baseball Prospectus. Uh, so, uh, Bradford, thank you so much for joining us. Yo, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, we, um, you know, it was it was interesting when I had we had we had you know gone back and forth on uh, DMs for a little bit, and and you know when I was initially bringing you on, I wanted to uh, just talk in general about the 2020 season, how things have gone, but. You know, I feel like as as the off season tends to do, it it brings up some some interesting uh, debates and conversations and things that, uh, especially around Jim and I's favorite off season topic, Hall of Fame voting. Uh, it's not our favorite because it's easy. It's our favorite because it's complicated. So. Um, we'll get to that in a minute, but I kind of wanted to, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the latest, uh, news that comes down. Um, the, uh, major league baseball, uh, recog- recognition of the Negro leagues. Are we, uh, I'm not, I don't know how I feel about using that word. I, I didn't have anything scripted ahead of time, um, uh, of the Negro leagues, their statistics being folded in with major league baseball. Um, I would like to, I would like to hear your perspective on that. I know Jim and I both have thoughts, but I wanted to hear your perspective on that. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, at first I, 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 I was happy to see this move it was like, you know, I was like, well, it's something, you know, it's, it's great to see, um, you know, um, this league very, you know, formally received the respected, you know, that they, uh, that that is always you know is, is always deserved um, as a place with um, you know truly elite baseball talent um, of its time. Um, I think it's telling that you know was it like seven or eight of like the ten National League rookies of the year or something like that were all like or MVPs one of the two right or you know but, but you know some important like you know black ink reward right uh, award you know that were they were all um former negro leaguers um <laughs> uh you know i think it had to be mvp then yeah um and so like yeah the that was uh you know that that, that was something that immediately happened once once uh jackie robinson integrated national league so like um it, it there was certain you know it, it, that, that's good right it's good it's good to see that formal formal recognition i feel like everything else is like not great yeah um you know, um, I think that there are, um, there's anachronistic clumsiness with like, just kind of like mashing up stats together. Um, but, uh, that's, I guess it's more, more of a, uh, in the weeds discussion. 
the bigger thing is is the uh is the sort of impetus behind sort of absorbing a different league, a different style of baseball and just calling it, you know, major league baseball. And and that being the uh, action that, that shows that this league was valid, you know, right. like that, you know, so it's, it's not just, you know, so, so um, it's, it, it's taking that um, t- take, taking, you know, all the, you know, the great things that happened from 1920, 1948 and saying it's ours now. Um, (laughs) and that's how, you know, it's good because it's ours. Um, and I I don't think that's, I just frankly don't think that's true. Um, uh, it sort of furthered that whole, that whole like mono monopolistic view. Like, uh, Oh, it's not real unless MLB says it's real. It, 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 I feel like it was kind of almost like a, it, sh- it should be a self-aware moment for a lot of fans where it's just like, this was, this was real. We didn't need MLB to tell us that, but it, it, it kind of, like you said, there was like a lot of, there was a sense of clumsiness around all of this that, that, that I'm sure was that, uh, that was frustrating. Yeah. Um, and, um, and clumsy, you know, and, and the, like I said, the, the clumsy thing that that's, uh, that's more like an in the weeds thing of like, how do we like, you know, measure greatness and all that. Like that's, mm-hmm. um, that's one thing, but like, you know, but I, I would, I, I don't think major league baseball deserves the benefit of doubt on the clumsiness of, you know, of, uh, some of the, the language and rhetoric they use, you know, um, I think one person that, uh, wrote outstanding, you know, incredibly well about this is a uh, Clinton Yates, um, over for the, over at the undefeated, um, about the use of the ling- of the word elevate, that was in a lot of major league baseball's like uh, promotional and social copy about, um, you know, the Negro leagues being called, you know, classified as major leagues. Um, like major league baseball does not have the power to elevate the Negro leagues. They just don't like, they don't have the power to, to elevate a league that was on par, if not better in many ways <laughs> in their league. In fact, let's just call it better. Yeah, like no, there's numbers again, to back like, that up. Like, there's all numbers their, all to their back players, all their players immediately balled out and dominated. <laughs> Everyone made it, you know. Um, and um, uh, like, I mean, you know, and also they, they weren't they were an actually inclusive league that <laughs> um, that played against the world's best or you know at least the Western Hemisphere's best, not mm-hmm. just right, you know, right. Um, the best in you know. Um, you know, the best white Americans in the game. Um, and so that's like the, you know, that, that's really, uh, that, that language is, is there, there, there's malicious intent in my opinion, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to that. And that's what, uh, and that's again, what, what I said, Clinton, you know, over at, at the undefeated, who's a, you know, also frequent ESPN, you know, uh, talking and stuff like he, he wrote very powerfully about, about, uh, how wrong it was to do that, you know. Um, the Negroes did need that. I mean, I mean, again, again, I'm happy. I'm happy that you know, for for men like say, you know, uh, Bob Kendrick, who uh, you know is a president president of the of the Negro League, um, Baseball right. Museum in Kansas City. Um, you know that Major League Baseball has thrown so much uh, money and support into that project. You know, and in, in, into that project, into into that museum, into into that history. Um, I think Major League Baseball frankly should probably do a lot more for that. You know, um, towards that, but. Um, you know, but so I'm I'm glad that you know I'm glad that it allows him to continue telling the history of you know of the Negro Leagues, but um and and for the institution you know to to you know continue to survive, but but I think it also allows Major League Baseball to to rewrite itself as a less antagonistic character, yeah, um in its history, and that's what uh you know that's that's what concerns me long term. Yeah, I heard the uh, you know I was listening to uh, uh, Ben Lindbergh and Meg Rowley talking exactly about that that specific. Uh, I think it was about that specific article and the use of the word elevate. There's a level of condescension to it, where it you know where I think that it's um, yeah I, I I agree that it it paints a it paints a picture that I think is irrepresentative of of what the league was. I mean, there's numbers to back up that the Negro leagues were better, you know, just had better talent. It was a different kind of game. And, um, and they, they played better and discussion, I think in a lot, in a lot of ways. Um, do you, is there, so now, okay. Now that MLB has done what it's done, um, what, is there anything that we, as the informed fans as as writers, 
what what can is there anything that changes with this with this movement with this motion is there anything different any sort of different outlook at all um i'm not sure i understand your question like so so like if like it, it does oscar charleston does you know cool papa bell do they get like brought in on more conversations now in terms of comparing comparing players to that era uh, from mlb players um do you think there's any i guess what i'm asking is do you think that there's any change outside of just mlb saying this is a thing now i mean it may draw more attention to people knowing those histories mm-hmm. you know of you know the oscar charlton's and the gibson's and the cool papa mm-hmm. bells and all that like that's that's cool um I know the statistical record for those guys doesn't change because they didn't actually uh, play in major in the right. in the uh, in the American or National League. Sorry, and, and maybe I'm being subservient to Major League Baseball's <laughs> language here. Like you know, they didn't play in the major, they didn't play the big leagues. Right. <laughs> um, no, um, I think uh, you know it's so I, I, the attention towards you know towards these great baseball players is, is really important. Um, that you know, but um, that's 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 kind of like you know again the. It's not, it's, not, it's not to say it's all it's all bad, you know, but mm-hmm. but the I, I think the bigger picture is one that is, uh, you know, is, is troubling, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's getting educated. Right. It's for, you know, I mean, I'm 43 years old. I've only ever known one major league baseball. Right. I mean, I didn't I grew up in Montana. There isn't really a ton of diversity where I come from. So, you know, it hearing cool papa bell and everything else gets me to the point where you do a little bit of research but just the amount of data that's available in the research is limited um so having having the negro leagues recognized i guess right using that word recognized um by major league baseball it helps shine a light for some of us that are lost right that don't know right i mean I didn't know seam heads existed where there's statistical information for the, the Negro leagues from 1920 to 1948. I didn't even know that existed. And I love stats. Right. So it feels to me like it's, it's education 30, right? Like it's, I mean, we're late for class. It's time to catch up. And uh, I just really don't know where do we start? Right. How do we, how do we get there? Right. I mean, the NLBM in uh, Kansas city seems like, a great place to start. Right. But unfortunately you can't travel there. Um, it, 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 where do we get our education from? How do we, how do we move from here? And actually I, I had a quick question for you, Jim. You said, you mentioned that you didn't, you hadn't, you didn't know that there were, that there was, you know, this modern record keeping of Negro week stats until this, this uh, announcement. I honestly wow. didn't No, no, I'm completely now blindsided. I actually um, saw it as part of a comment right? Reading into the comment section where somebody had, had posted that. And, uh, no, no, I, yeah. Shame to say I yeah. flat out do not and, have and, an education. And I, I say, I say that with, with no intended shame, shame there, oh. but, 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 but it actually opens up a pretty useful, um, practical way major league baseball could use its race resources to tell us the history better. And I just be like throwing a lot of money at projects like that, <laughs> you know, um, like uh just blow out you know the amount of um effort and you know and and tools and resources available to tracking that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like you know i think that would be a really really good you know place for major league baseball to direct direct attention now now not to gore it over it you know but to just you know provide the the blank check so to speak mm-hmm. you know for endeavors like that um my concern is that major league baseball does usually does not operate like that in that way. You right. know, when they want, you know, when their money's behind something, right. uh, they are in front of it, right. you know, like, um, like, like it's more that, of a gesture. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, like that's, that tends to not how be the, how the league is, operates in my perspective. And so for my opinion, and, and, uh, and so, yeah, that's why I, I would, uh, not be all right with, uh, you know, um, or I shouldn't say not be right. That's why, that's why I, I, I keep using the word concern, but I am concerned, you know, with the long-term goals and visions of, uh, you know, of, of, again, absorbing, you know, um, you know, th- this, this, uh, great league that was great because it stood independent for it from, right. you know, major league baseball and corrected. It's, you know, uh, the American and national leagues, you know, failures 
to actually you know create the best you know version of this game. It's it's true. It, it, I I I completely agree. It's all again the part of what made the the aha moment for me was was realizing how how power I mean you've always known like how powerful the the hold is that Major League Baseball has. It's it's a monopoly on on professional legal baseball. Monopoly. Yeah, legal 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 monopoly in professional baseball. You know. Uh, but it just for them to just, uh, I, I think I agree with you where it's like, okay, are you just going to snap your fingers and say, okay, this is like, we think it's real now. So therefore it, it shall be, or are you actually going to back this up with substance? Like you said, like drawing awareness to, uh, to, you know, seam heads and to examples like that, like bringing to life and actually really, uh, Im- improving, the 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 storytelling giving more attention to the storytelling that comes with that you know both from a statistical perspective and from a historical perspective and be honest about it as opposed to just you know we say it's real so therefore it is you know yeah i think it'd be interesting as well to, to see um who you know what well i mean we we have a good idea of you know of how much major league baseball stole from you know right. from, from the negro leagues you know and through, through the process of integration because it wasn't there was not a a real a, a, a real coordinated attempt at a fair system for poaching those players like there is say for you know the uh nippon baseball league you know like uh like you know yeah you know or, or you know like where, where players get posted and you know you pay the team uh, a very large money you know a very large some money like you know what, what did you darvish get? it was like a 50 something million right <laughs> like just just to talk absurd, to them, yeah you know like um that's cool you know like that uh that there's even though it's not a bidding war because i think the, the posts are not or, or or back then anyway they were not you know not uh they were uncapped and anonymous you know um um or you know uh for secret or whatever but like it, it you know it was again some sort of way of you know of uh showing that this is you know these players are extraordinarily valuable to us and extraordinarily extraordinarily valuable to, to you to lose them potentially forever you know, um, so anyway, so basically find, find the people who uh, they refuse to uh, uh, give money to or, or, or their descendants, you know, and and, and, and uh, uh, figure out what they can do financially, you know, for, you know, for uh, the businesses that were impacted by, you know, the closure of Negro Leagues, you know, uh, you know, f- find the communities, you know, find the stadiums they played in, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and the businesses that may have depended on them, you know, like. Um, I, w- I would be, uh, you know, I think that would be a very interesting sort of like uh, reparations to make a baseball, you know, like project. Yeah, just you well, but but Bradford, just just ask any MLB owner. It's not profitable. They can't afford that. <laughs> yeah, of course. In the age of coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, of course. How could, how, could, how could they possibly afford? I know. You know We're asking too you know, much. The, pri- the price of a, you know, mid tier setup guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> Trevor Rosenthal is going to get more on his more on his 2021 contract this year. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. That's a, you know, it's, it's an interesting, it, on some ways it's like you want to be happy, but it also really, really does make you kind of wrestle with the, what ML, what MLB is like, you know what I mean? How would like, and, and you see it so often with the sort of, I almost look at them now as like tone deaf, like, you know, Oh, we miss baseball you know, tweets and the, Oh, well, well, yeah, there's baseball being played right now, man. It's not your baseball, but it's baseball. It really does make you wrestle with, with the sort of, um, uh, sort of monarchist nature of, of the league. So, uh, so yeah, I, I agree with everything you said, Jim. It's, it's sobering to get, I guess when the announcement came the other day, right. It was just like, man, wow, this is great. This is long overdue. And then as, as you kind of watched as you know, tweets floated in and, and everything else, you're just like, I, I, I don't know shit. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm one way behind here. Right. It's just, yeah, uh, it's, um, yeah, we've got, we've got a lot of work to do to um, catch people up on what the Negro leagues were and, uh, and what they meant, right. To those communities and, and businesses and, not the not the version that I grew up with and was blind to, 
pretty much all my life. Right. So, um, I know education is where I feel like, uh, I, I need to be so that I can, yeah, just, uh, be able to enter conversations like this where I'm not sounding like this guy right now, where I'm just stuttering along. Right. I'm just, I, 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 I think that the, I think that the, that there's so many of us, there's millions of us that are in the same boat. We've been riding in this suppressed, you know, version of major league baseball and what baseball meant. And that, you know, the Negro leagues were always considered to be a, a lesser league. It's just, it's, it was, it was thrown at us, blown at us. It's, it's just what we were always used to. And, and now, you know, when you start hearing people like, yeah, you know, look what happened as soon as, as soon as integration took place. Right. Where, yeah, all of a sudden we get, we get Hank Aaron, we get Roy Campanella, um, you know, we get Jackie Robinson, we get all the MVPs. Right. And, and all of a sudden the league changes. It's an unbelievable league in the, in the fifties. Right. And moving into the sixties. So, but you know, it, it, we didn't, I didn't have the backdrop of what happened when integration took place. It's just something that wasn't taught to me and nor was it learned by me. So yeah. I've got, I got some work to do. I know that for sure. So the, I, uh, I believe a lot of us do. So uh, Bradford, before we pivot to the next uh, topic here, I just want to ask you what if, um, and you kind of touched on it earlier, you know, what's uh, the next, so you think the next step would be like substan the substantial, really supporting of the of the next level of awareness about the history of the league and and things of that nature how how do you feel the next step would, would should look it should look with you know again i know i'm repeating myself but just yeah so, you know blank blank check and yeah. get it out of the way there you go let let the let, let the voices who have independently you know led on this subject continue to lead um but, but give them every tool at their disposal, you know, uh, so that they can, so they can go and, and lead, uh, continue to lead, but just more efficiently and, and with more and hopefully with more influence and impact. Awesome. You know, um, that, that, that would be, again, a, a wonderful, um, but a wonderful action, but one I don't expect. Right. I don't. I don't blame you for that, uh, for that pessimism. <laughs> so, um, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come right back, we're going to talk about, um, the hall of fame voting. So we'll be right back. And this is where music plays and all that stuff. Got it, got so, it. um, all right. I, I hear I honestly wonder, I wonder where a guy like Sean Foreman is in all this, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to hear that. A ref like, you know, you yeah, know, but, uh, what, 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 what would it take to just kind of include that? Cause I mean, they have, foreign leagues you know mm-hmm. fan graphs let's do a fan matter you know like right for, for like you know current players and everything so. i would think fan graphs would probably jump on that train yeah before yeah before for sure i know foreman mentioned uh shortly afterwards that they were gonna immediately go to the process of you know moving the negro league stats to oh, good, good, good. the major league yeah. portion they just were trying to figure out how to integrate it but they didn't feel like it was going to take that much because they already had them all grouped as as a league separate so mm-hmm. they just felt like uh, to me what i see it is is basically kind of like what they did with the federalist league in mm. 1914 and 1915 they're able to easily get that into mlb when you, you research their stuff uh it's going to be the same with 1920 to 48 i believe for the nigger leagues that's going to be entered in the teams will finally be but i mean i'm sure it's a build but i know he i know he made a comment shortly thereafter but speaking of that that you mentioned the date 1920 to 48 it reminded me of a point i wanted to make but we don't have to go back (laughs) but um but but just for us like it's also really messed up that they cut it out at 48 Mm -hmm. because um you know as if the moment major league baseball like softly integrated with right. the moment the Negro Leagues no longer, you know, it still existed. They still right. existed. There were still people there. There were, you know, uh, there's, um, there's still Hall of Fame players who played after 1948, you know? No, that's but it shows sort of the, you know, the, the colonizer mindset of it, you know? Yeah. The imperialistic. Uh, that that was the imper- word imperial- I wanted yeah. to use. Yeah. Yeah. I, imperialistic I mindset. I was, I was on the top of my yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I will actually, I think that's an incredibly valid point. I'll, I'll, I will, I will 
I will absolutely cut that in because I think that's an incredibly important point. That then, like I think, was nineteen fifty one the last official season. Then that that I mean, I think they cut out forty nine, fifty, and fifty one. If I remember seeing that correctly, off the end of the uh, because my, my, my thing was that 40, forty, you know, is that forty nine and on doesn't is not in there. Like, yeah, you know. Um, and the only and, excuse uh, I saw for it was they just said that the the numbers wouldn't be where they 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 thought they should be because well yeah because they pilfered the league right i mean all the good players that was their excuse right it was like well the reason why we don't want to count past 1948 is because all the good players are gone well what right i mean it's also it's like not true yeah yeah Yeah, exactly so i i I don't want to count baseball before night majorly baseball before 1948 because right. all the good players weren't there. Right. Which see? is why which is why none of you guys can win MVP awards anymore. Right. <laughs> like, oh, oh opposite side of the coin there. Damn fifty year old Satchel Page was destroying you. <laughs> it's like, you know. Like what does it say about you? You know? It's kinda like you ever see the, those like those every so often viral tweets like of like sort of like shaded Michael Jordan, you know? Yeah. Go like him like, oh yeah, Jordan was dunking on accountants or whatever like that. Or you or even more like in the sixties when you see like old footage of sixties basketball where no one jumps or anything, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you know, Will Chamberlain scored 100 on these guys. Like, you know, like, <laughs> who cares? You know, but it's like that. But like, but even worse, right? Like, you know what? Something, Way got, worse. something Bob Kendrick mentioned to me once. I've only met him once, but um, he, you know, there was a, uh, there was a, you know, in the before times of pre-pandemic, before before the pandemic really took a foothold, um, they, uh, there was a uh, moving the Negro League tour uh, that hit. Meyer, I live in New York, right? And so it was in Montclair, New Jersey at the, at the Yogi Bear Museum. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a Negro League exhibit that, you know, that was at the Yogi Bear Museum. And they uh, showed a documentary um, about Negro Leagues. And they even had, had a former Negro Leagues player um, present there, um, which is cool. Um, and um, and so but I went, went out to network with Bob and a few other people. And Bob had mentioned, gave this analogy of like how good the athletic talent was. It was like, you know, um, think of like how, you know, like the only – paying sports basically at, you know at that time you know uh pre-1950s basically 60s you know was baseball and like boxing so imagine every single black play black athlete you know person mm-hmm. of, of black talent you know who wanted to make money playing the sport because of course you know there was olympics and stuff like track and field well you know um like you know the you know the basketball the basketball was not an option you know Football was not like, you know, an option and it hadn't taken off yet. You know, like baseball was a sport, you know? So, so like, you know, whoever the LeBron James and Steph Curry's were of 1940 <laughs> played <laughs> in Negro leagues, you know, right. whoever the Randy Mosses and Patrick Mahomes right. of 1940 played in Negro leagues, you know, plus of course they, they attracted, you know, international talent, you know, like, you know, so people from, you know, the Latin diaspora, you know, <laughs> you know, we're playing, uh, who you know who didn't count as white you know like you know we're playing we're playing in this league so you know like basically you know like like that is how much athletic talent was concentrated you know into yeah you know, but just just into playing the, the game of baseball so um yeah the talent the talent in New Orleans was overwhelming you know <laughs> right yeah you know it, it yeah it's large cuban population mm-hmm. that played in the negro leagues too yeah. yeah and you i mean you i mean you see their numbers now you know it's just and they're suppressed now because you can't yeah it's hard to get cuban players right because they have to defect so um but yeah back yeah back when the cubans were starting to get in the league at the same time right because they were you know and they were throwing all together right it's like you're not white yeah. Over here, over here, <laughs> yeah. right? And then all of a sudden, yeah, next thing you know, man, yeah. change the league. Boy, the, the 40s are about as boring as it gets when you look at stats. And I mean, it isn't yeah. just because of the war. Sorry. Yeah, but. yeah. so like, so, so you know, so just, just imagine, you know, it's like it's like imagine a, imagine the base, game of baseball today if LeBron James and I guess Patrick Mahomes, right, followed but so does that, right? No, but like, you know, if, yeah, if, they, you, yeah. if they all, you know, if they all stuck to baseball, you know, yeah. like, and then that was wow. like the only sport they played. Like, right. what would, what would Major League Baseball look like right now, you know? Right. Um, that's, Show, that, it shows that you is the, a, that's a, a reasonable comparison, you know, with, uh, you know, with the obvious caveats of like science and, you know, of better course. training, everything, you know? Yeah. But like, wow. as far as his pure, pure athletic, you know, ability, you know? Yeah. That's, that's what. Bomb. 
That's bonkers to think, man. That gives me, that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> Holy God. That's crazy to think. Nah, and and never, man. Well, look, look imagine even, if you could concentrate that talent to one sport. Right. Fuck. I wow. mean, look, look even yeah, it's 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 remarkable what we've missed and we don't yeah. even know that we've missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, Son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like like you know, it wouldn't, wouldn't be shocking if, if say if Willie Mays is born 30 years later, you know. If he'd be like, you know, wide receiver or something like that, you know, yeah. like, um, imagine if Bo, Bo Jackson yeah. didn't, didn't go dual sport. Like imagine yeah. if Bo Jackson just was going to be a, a straight baseball player. Like, yeah. Yeah. right. Exactly. So like how, how many, how many, how many more Willie Mazes were around, you right. know, like, why, are, why weren't we recording this? We are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> so yeah. Adam, if you want to, <laughs> I'm going to figure I, out a way to, to, to finesse that in, like, All right, so um, we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and just pivot, and I'll just edit stuff or whatever. Um, All right. Hall of Fame season, um, and so I kind of wanted to. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Um, I'm first. I'm not even going to go into the zero vote ballots. I feel like my head's just going to explode if I if I go into that. <laughs> We got another one. We got up to three now, I think. Yeah, we're up to three. Not three uh, out of I'm not. I'm not counting. Uh, and when Shaughnessy hasn't even submitted his, um, yeah. so I'm. I'm curious. You know, one of the things that Jim and I have talked about quite a bit is character in, in Hall of Fame voting, and this is something that I would like to get other perspectives on. Like, for example, recently uh, you saw the uh, accusations against Omar Vizquel. Uh, in the athletic, uh, the piece detailing uh, a history of toxic behavior, uh, flat out d- domestic abuse. Um, my my wife um, uh, works in victim advocacy, works a lot with domestic violence victims, uh, and you know we were talking about it. Uh, we we talked about uh, uh, a- Andrew Jones. Here's a guy that I admittedly didn't even know about uh, an incident in 2012. Uh, that is a pretty, pretty clear, you know, involved strangulation. It was a, it was a bad incident. So, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going down the list of hall of fame ballots. The 14 players have gotten votes so far this year on, uh, according to baseball reference, not counting what, what, uh, you know, Ryan Thibodeau is bringing down and, and things of that nature. Uh, 14 players have received votes. Five have credible PED accusations. Three have credible allegations of domestic violence. And one is just generally a trash human being and Kurt Schilling. So I guess what I'm trying to get to is like, and and get your thoughts on uh, what role does the hall of fame play in our, in, in character in deciding and arbitrating what sort of character when it becomes so bad or so toxic that is inadmissible and how does that affect how we look at the hall as a whole? Yeah, man. I mean, it's something I think about a whole lot, you know, um, because you thought you were getting softballs coming on the show. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it's a, it's this population of men and men do a lot of bad things. <laughs> um, and not, not just in the sense of like, you know, the human race, but like, I'm talking like specifically about, <laughs> our gender. um, you know, um, and, uh, and, you know, I'm not sure if you guys have ever been to the hall of fame, but I went for the first time early this year. Um, you want, when you walk into the, you know, where all the plaques are, it's like, so it's so serene. You can hear a pin drop. It's like church, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I don't want to, I don't, I don't like want, um, if it's going to be church, like, I don't want that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I I know, I, I should say, well, I, I should say when I say I don't, I don't want that. I mean, I don't want, um, 
men who I know, you know, with my, you know, admitted, admitted you know, um, limitations as a person, no did really, really, truly horrible things, you know, like that's not a fun experience for me, you know, anymore. Um, and of course, you know, there are men who are already there who've done, you know, are, you know, who've already are done horrible things, but again, that just makes it feel worse, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I understand and respect sort of the, or I, yeah, I respect the, the sort of the counter to that, that some people, you know, that like, I think Tim Marchman, for example, formerly Deadspin had written this about, about Kurt Schilling maybe about four or five years ago, you know, about him, you know, being hall worthy and uh, it not being the place of baseball writers, you know, in the BBWA, which by the way, I'm a member mm-hmm. um, to, you know, disclosure, like to, uh, you know, are, you know, are arbitrate on like, who's like a good person or not, you know? Um, and this is, you know, so, someone, you know, who, who, has you know understands showing to be low something he's not like you know he's oppressed for his free speech or something like that you know like it's not as not his argument but just more that you know it's not the place for that you know um um and you gotta kind of stick to baseball six into one play you know mm-hmm. six, i guess he's a you know six worth uh, a rare stick the sports argument from deadspin right yeah um, <laughs> right but uh you know uh but like you know but we don't but it's not like but we but but we can, I think, aspire to better, to be, to be more moral people, you know? And, uh, and, uh, that's, you know, and so we should, we should want more than like sort of that, that is the lowest common denominator. So, um, so I guess if your, if your question is more towards like, uh, a guy like Kurt Schilling, like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to do that, you know? Um, you know, I, 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 uh, you know, I, in full recognition of of how, you know, excellent he was in the field, like, you know, um, I think that an interesting compromise might be uh, between sort of, you know, reconciliation between, between those two positions is to have some sort of, uh, is to do more to discuss their failures within the hall, you know, inside the Hall of Fame. Um, obviously, it's one thing to have it on a plaque, you know, you can't do that, right? But like, you know, but, um, you know, but they have candid discussions about, you know, um, that don't, that don't, that aren't even redemptive all the way, all the time, you know, but like candid excavations of players, you know, mm-hmm. um, and their, in their lives, um, and, or, or, or situations that are, you know, like, like you can call the, the, the last decade, you know, sort of like, you know, ha- have it, have an exhibit about baseball in the, you know, in the me too era hashtag, you know, like do things like that with which, you know, it, you know, if you're going to let these people in, like, you know, let's make sure that we tell the whole story because you know it's relevant you know um uh you know if, if, we, if we discuss you know the black lives matter movement sort of um finally penetrating you know baseball consciousness this year you know mm-hmm. like then you have to talk about kurt chilling um as the guy who doubted that adam jones was called the n-word you know right like you know you, mm-hmm. you have to you have to include his his comments about, you know, the lives of LGBT, LGBT people, specifically trans lives, because, you know, that is a uh, vital connective part of, you know, of, of any sort of honest uh, struggle for black equality, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you mean like figure out uh, I, that's that, you know, which is, of course, a, a tricky thing to do, but like, you know, but that's what historians are supposed to do, you know, <laughs> again, tell the whole story. And so that, that would be what I would, I would, I would hope they would, you know, um, would be a, um, a next step. Um, but that, you know, but that, but I think that means, um, having historians from different walks of life, you know, um, in, included in that. And I, I, don't, I, I let me not presume that baseball hold has none, you know, to, to, be, to, be, to be clear, but like, you know, but that is something that they could, you know, that must be part of it, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, include, you know, including, uh, as many, you know, as many people from, from as many people who, who, are close enough to the subject matter to provide correctives to how things are done in the past, you know? Yeah. Um, context, without, I think context yeah, matters. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, uh, you know, you know, from the demographics, from, from the, from the walks of life, you know, with which they, you know, um, there is a, you know, 
com- combined with the tool, you know, the, the academic tools of, of being a historian allows you to sort of be more sensitive, you know, yeah. to these issues in a way that, you know, just much of white people would not, you know, to, 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 to use one example. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, man. So, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, again, I, again, I go, go to go back to that whole thing, you know, like I understand the concerns with like the BBWA, uh, again, a also horribly flawed group of mostly men, but like, you know, but, um, uh, and their issues of, you know, with character, given how disgustingly I've, you know, we behave at times, <laughs> um, and, and have, and have looked, you know, um, the way we take it out, you know, or actually, I mean, I use we is not, that wasn't me. I'm, I just joined last year. Um, the way, the way they, those people, um, you know, have, have punished guys like, um, Dick Allen, you know, for <laughs> being, you know, for being, for being rude to them in the sixties as he was, you know, enduring her horrible racial, racial abuse, you know? Um, and, to, you know, or, or, you know, frankly, Jim Rice. And, and I know irrespective of, of, you know, the issues of the statistical claim that, you know, that was often, um, but regularly a deciding factor, you know? <laughs> um, so, so I've heard was, was uh, him being um, ornery, you know, in the clubhouse to all these white reporters, you know, mm-hmm. like, so it, it wasn't about the war for these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe in that either. You know, it was about, um, you know, it, it wasn't about his wins of other places. It wasn't about, it wasn't a, a conversation about RBI. It was, you know, you know, he, he was surly, right. <laughs> you know, borderline surly case, you know, cases who got, you know, so, I mean, like also I, 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 I'm using these examples to decide that like the BBWA is like this very poor <laughs> sort of arbitrary, but like, you know, but we can, but again, we should also, we should aspire towards better. Right. right. Um, and we can all, we all should be able to agree in 20, you know, in 2020, um, that it's, you know, um, that violence, you know, intimate partner violence is, is, you know, Abhorrent. something we have to, we, 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 we ought to consider it when, when, when judging someone's behavior right. character, you know, I've, I've always, I've been of the position and Jim, this is something we talked about last week where I've been of the position where entry to the hall, uh, really does it, it, it I feel like it, it, affects how we look at the hall in general. I think in, in over, we've been trained to believe that the hall is a sacred place for the elite of the elite. You know, I think it's something like 2% of every, 3% of every player has, has ever got, that's played has gotten into the hall of fame. Um, Jim, correct me on that. <laughs> uh, see, that's a number I don't have. Never no, <laughs> I think it's like two or three percent. But we use it as a, a as this place. But it, to I guess I wonder if it, if it's something for us to look at if we shift our thinking to almost like this is a time capsule, and these are the best. These are uh, in terms of the time capsule of the game, the good and the bad. You know, and I think. Um, not to do re- revisionist history necessarily, but we should really revisit some of this, like you were saying, and add some context to these more complicated inductions, you know, like, uh, like Kurt Schilling, like, let's say he gets voted in. I completely agree. I think there should be something that really into is sums up and, and makes the, uh, adds that level of context. Like even, and like, I've been a huge advocate of Andrew Jones for a long time. Um, I'm going to be candid. Uh, you don't uh, try to strangle your partner, uh, drag them down the stairs and strangle your partner. And just like one day, you just don't do that anymore. Like, I don't, I don't, you don't see hear, see or hear about it much anymore, but it happened. Uh, and so that, that, that brought out some complicated feelings in me where it was just like, I've been advocating for this guy to get into this for so long. And then you, I didn't even know about this of my own ignorance. Um, so I, I wonder like, you know, what, if we're looking at the hall as more of a time capsule and like, look, and never, not everything in time capsule is good as opposed to this, this reserved section of the hall. Um, so, so that's always been my position and I completely agree with you, um, on adding context outside of the lines. I, I think. I mean, I think we're, we're getting to a point with the hall of fame where you, you, you almost have a hundred percent crowds on each side, right? This divisive world that we live in, this is divisive too. We're looking at, you know, a group of people that I hear say, 
you know, the Hall of Fame is a museum. It is a museum. It's a museum. And then you hear the other people are like, I'm small ball, only the best of the best. Who cares what they did off the field? I, I think it's got to be some form of compromise in there somewhere, right? Where, yeah, let's let's leave the pieces of garbage out, right? I'm, I'm down with domestic abusers out. And you all know my opinion about Kurt Schilling. I could give a rat's ass less what happens to him as long as he stays on my view. Um, but is there a conversation that needs to be had about it that could be happening around the hall of fame and around baseball? Yes, for sure. Right. This shouldn't be something that should easily be swept underneath. There's obviously an issue there and it, and it lands in the baseball world. It lands really close to the hall of fame and all of us that really care about the hall of fame, either as a museum or as the elite of the elite. Right. So, um, you know, it, I, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't envy having to try if it was me to try to have to vote, right? Where we don't envy you, know, you Bradford. Yeah, no, not at all, right? I mean, you're, 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 I'm, you're I'm, a long, I'm a long way away from you got just nine years. Who knows if I mean, you be a baseball writer long enough to get a vote, but yeah, it's just it's tough. I mean, you gotta you gotta account for your vote. You, I mean, you could, I guess, you could vote, you could cast privately, but I mean, for the most part, those that that um that aren't you know hiding anything or don't feel like they're you know ashamed to explain their vote are more than happy to make it public and or you could just and, not vote at all and be yeah. an ass about it so yeah. or you, know, you well yeah, or you yeah. put in a yeah you not vote at all would have been a great option instead of putting in a vote that had no votes on it so that's more what but, i was insinuating yeah, yeah. yeah jerks but i mean um so yeah i i, I think yeah I, I think it's 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 a point where you know Hopefully, as a whole, we can get rid of the uh, one or the other and and start building to a better future of the Hall of Fame and as a public as a whole. And if the Hall of Fame could be, you know, helping driving some of that and make you know better people out of baseball fans, then fuck, I'm in, man. Let's let's figure it out. But I mean, it just seems like we're so far away. If 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 we can have somebody, you know, like Roger Clemens with the the McCready things um, going along, right? And and people are still going to vote 70% for him, right? Yeah, they're not going to put him in this year. If he gets in, it'll be on his 10th year. I'll say it until, I'm, until the 10th year is over, and then we'll figure it out from there. But, yeah, he, it's terrible human being. And But having the conversation, nobody's really having the hard conversation about it. So it, it comes out once in a while. It gets quickly swept under the rug, and everybody moves on. And then... I don't think it's the Hall of Fame. It's a place to have to deal with it, but it's it's standing on their doorstep. Sucks. Yeah, I wish maybe, I had a good answer. Yeah. None of, none of this feels incredibly easy, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, but just I want the conversation we had, you know? Yeah. Um, because it's difficult, you know? And so so intelligent and hopefully conscientious, you know, people like, you know, should be able to like really think about that kind of thing. And you know, rather than just completely ignoring it you know sweeping it under the rug as, as you put it jim i mean um i uh you know part part of me honestly wonders if a big problem as i mean it's probably not surprising actually if you heard my you know just my spiel like two minutes ago <laughs> of like but if you know but if like less power should be g- given to baseball writers on this like you know a um, bunch of flawed people mm-hmm. or you know like, you know, baseball journalists are, you know, are not paragons of morality, Again, you know, like, <laughs> no, uh, I, I have, I have so many stories, you know, uh, uh, in, in my very short period of time, you know, we're working in credentialed, you know, sports media of like, just the, you guys are just jerks, man. Like yeah. <laughs> not everyone, obviously not everyone, not everyone, no, but like, you know, but a lot, you know, but just, just a lot, a lot, a lot, just a lot of arrogance, a lot of territorialism, a lot of, you know, uh, gatekeeping, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that um, absolutely um, makes it harder for uh, journalists and backgrounds that um, have not been represented, you know, well, much in media, you know, to to break through, you know, just tons of that, you know, and, you know, it, within within our ranks, and we're the ones who, you know, who are like good guy, bad guy, you know, like, right. mm-hmm. um, you know, but uh, and so like I, I you know, I, I wonder if let you know. I'm not saying zero sort of uh, power, but maybe less might be a good, a, you know, a good way as well of of uh, creating a more equitable sort of process for this. Like, 
to, to, to use one example of, of why maybe less, right? Like, um, the, you know, if, if, uh, if I understand the rules correctly, like you have to be, you know, it's in order to get a hall vote, you have to be able to cover a covered baseball and have that be like a majority of like, you know, your income, basically, you know, mm-hmm. um, a baseball writer, uh, for at least 10 years consecutively. Right. Yes. Um, if you have a child and take significant time off for that child, that could potentially interrupt your your coverage. You know, um, that usually child rearing goes to you know the mother, <laughs> um, yep. and uh, which is not again in, intrinsically a BBWA problem, but you know, but the rule does, right. thus you know leads to you know, you know a you know uh, at times you know women having the clock reset you know more often mm-hmm. than not, um, if they choose to, to, you know, to have a family, you know, like that's a, you know, that's a thing like, um, and so, you know, certainly again, when we talk about like a, a demographic that would, um, you know, that, that is more proximate to, to the issues of intimate partner violence, that is woman, you know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like, right. um, and so, and so again, it makes it, makes it, it makes us a flawed rubric for which to, you know, to, uh, stick the sports on, <laughs> on uh on the various forms of misogyny both you know in in speech like chilling or, or you know literal <laughs> behavior like barry or you know right or uh you know or shoot let me we might mention roger clemens thing right um, yeah you know, <laughs> and, and you know um well you you've got not you've got nine names the, to choose from that i just mentioned earlier so it's it's yeah, a majority like, of the ballot yeah again like it's 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 so it's so rampant like <laughs> right you know um and it's just this ballot, you know, like, um, so, I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, like, like you, you gotta like, you know, maybe, maybe that's part of the, you know, part of the solution, you know, is like lessening, you know, the power and it, it, like, and even you, you see like our biases when with, with the Kurt Schilling thing. Right. And that like, you know, and as, again, as disgusting a person as Kurt Schilling is right. Like it was pretty telling to me how quickly his numbers dropped when he made those, that joke about like killing journalists or whatever, or like lynching mm-hmm. them or you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like, and honestly, to me, even uh, in my opinion, anyway, I think the problem was more with the, uh, with, uh, the, 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 I mean, the, the problem, the problem with that was that journalists were the target, you know, right. and you, and you saw, I mean, you know, that's like my opinion, like it, it, people said it, like, you know, I, I can no longer get good conscious, you know, vote for someone who would hurt journalists when journalists around the world are in danger. And that is certainly true. Baseball writers aren't though. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not, we're not you know, like we, yeah. we we certainly deal with issues, of course. You know, um, you know, and and our mystery. You know, I, I get hate mail sometimes that falls on racial lines. You know, for sure. Like, but like, um, but to you your know, point, but, uh, I mean, Bob Nightingale's not going to Kashmir or anything like that. Right. You know yeah. Yeah. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You know. You know. You're not. You're not. You know. In the streets of Fallujah. Like. Right. You know. Come on. Like. Bob, <laughs> don't. But don't go. By the way, Bob. Like, even if you get offered, don't. Don't. <laughs> That is an international oh, crisis you- in the making. <laughs> uh, my sources say that the war has been won. <laughs> <laughs> With like multiple typos. Anyway. <laughs> and I'll never see it because I got him blocked. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, mission accomplished. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pinned tweet. Yeah. Uh, no. Like, so, you know, when you, you know, but, uh, and so that even though again it's wrong and disgusting for Kurt Schilling to to wish physical harm on anyone, you know, right. and, and journalists again because you know you know that we, we see you know how how free speech you know um, and particularly the freedom of press has been eroded you know um, in our country um, in, you know in recent years you know in, in part in part through the violent rhetoric you know of the, the president you know but uh, and you know many other you know politicians you know usually on the right like. Um, right. But just cause the fire's on your front yeah, door. Yeah. yeah but yeah, you know, exactly. Adam, you know, like, so, so it's not, so, so it's, show, you know, um, it's showing, um, it's a, it's a good concern to have and it's right to be, it's all right to be offended by that. But like, but that it's, but that, uh, but that it was that issue that caused the problem, you know, with Kurt, right. um, says something about, about us when there are, I, I think I would argue worse things done, you know, in that, you know, again, Kurtzling stuff is terrible, but it's all rhetorical, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, um, 
what he, Omar Vizquel did was literal, you know, like, right. um, what Roger Clemens did was, was, you know, uh, was literal, you know, the predatory behavior, you know, it, assuming Minimacritti's testimony is true, you know, like, which, um, you know, again, I'm not there, but like, you know, but so I, 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 I even want to qualify all, all some of these things as allegations given, you know, given yeah. the, you know, well, I mean, but like, it, it, I, I, get, I get what you're driving at though. I mean, it, it, I agree with you. It's hard it, it, it it's it's hard enough for a body to mar- moderate ethics and morality it's even harder when that body itself is as systemically flawed as the BBWAA and that's you can make a lot of criticisms about the BBWA i've done it we've all done it but you know that's also not to say that um we are human you know what i mean like it's not like i could stand up and say i could cast the perfect hall of fame ballot but uh, I would vote for more than no people. Uh, but at the same time, like, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's like it, it, we can't we can't act like it's not there until it affects mm-hmm. us directly. Yeah. And so we that's so but we've done it so well for so long. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. We've we've gotten expertly good at burying our heads in the sand. But um, yeah, I, I, I think that it, so I, I guess one of the that leads me to like another, one of the questions where, like you said, like literal, uh, there, there's literal allegations of literal acts of violence and things of that nature. So, um, you know, do you do you come down on a sort of like uh, how much percentage does that play for you personally? Um, you know, I like. And the easy answer is I don't have a vote, so it's so it's not something I've had I've had to um, concern myself with to that degree, you know. Where like okay, I, I'm I'm the one checking the ballot, you know? yeah, right. Um, so you know, but again, that's easy answer. Which right, is why it's easy yeah. to say. It. Um, the harder thing is, you know, is um, you know, um, it is like I, I can't, you know, I can't put a, I can't put a number to it, um, but I don't. But you know, if I you know, but it, but we're, but if I did have a hypothetical you know ballot, sure. Um, I I you know I I don't think I could in good conscience say you know, you know vote vote for you know someone who I you know I I knew to be you know to have done abusive you know abusive things. I'm uh you know I I, I would I but you know but I would urge you know like like I said earlier like a a comprehensive reimagining of what the Hall of Fame ought to be you know. What, you know, uh, what stories are off as hell, you know, um, in a way that um, makes that room a little less deified, you know, sure. like a little bit, you know. Um, and again, you go to the Hall of Fame, like, you know, they, they, yeah, they, they have these other exhibits that, and many of them are really good too, you know, they're really cool. Like, mm-hmm. um, but uh, so I'm not like totally try, try, trying to totally shade the, the baseball hall, but like, um, but you know, but to, but to have things that that speak to you know the uh, movements and recontextualizations of what character means, you know, to even open up the character debate, you know, on the fourth baseball hall, you know, in some way, right. like you know, as, as as in telling its own history, I think that would um, really that that way to help, I think, finesse some of these, you know conversations about 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 great players you know and, and what and how they should be included you know um if you want to put them into the it's a church basically which is what mm-hmm. right what that what that room with the, with the plaques are you, you know you want to uh, them back to church here yeah right. i wanted to chat a little bit about what you brought out today um in the in the in the daily news um you, sh- you sat down with amber and cc sabathia uh, what did you discuss and 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 what did you learn that we're all supposed to learn? Yeah. Um, and I'm, it's like a, a, a slightly more positive, but not, not extremely more. It's all about addiction <laughs> and, and grief and all this. Um, but the Sabath, but Cece Sabathia is coming out of the documentary on Tuesday. It's mm-hmm. going to be on HBO um, uh, and, you know, HBO Max and all their apps, whatever. But, um, but it's a, it's an autobiographical, you know, sort of, uh, you know, a, a nonfiction film about, his life, you know, um, that spends as much time on, you know, with, you know, about it with his accomplishments, if, if, if not more time um, on his, uh, you know, personal struggles and, and failings, uh, particularly, you know, um, his addiction, his alcohol addiction, um, and you know, 
Uh, and so he spends a lot of time, you know, dealing with, you know, discussing that and, and, and unpacking the sort of the trauma that he believes is connected to that, which is, you know, um, the loss of his father at a pretty young age, you know, I think, you know, um, and the loss of uh, one of his older cousins that was, you know, one of his, you know, mentors in life, um, his grandmother, like, you know, just, you know, just a lot of pain and loss, you know, throughout his life that, that he carried and never really addressed. And so, um, you know, and, and his point is like, you know, and, and he's, and he's got, you know, from what you can tell, like a really happy ending. Like I got, you know, guys, I've, I've, you know, I, when I say sat down, I was like, you know, I mean, it's COVID, right? So it's a phone call <laughs> with Season uh, Abbott, Amber, but like, you know, but, but like, but I, I have got, gotten to see them in person a number of times in the, over the last year and change. And they, you know, they, they seem like happy, joyous, complete people, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, um, of course you never totally know, hence, you know, right. this documentary, but like, you yeah. know, but, but, but things, but things that are, seem to, you know, genuinely like turn around for, for their lives and it's beautiful. Um, but uh, I guess what I'm saying and all that is, uh, you know, this documentary sort of like unveils, like if you, you know, want to see the good, you know, um, CC says, says, says something to the effect of if you, uh, you know, um, when you get to the end, you have to start from the beginning, you know, like, yeah, you know, as far as like, you know, happy endings go. And uh, that's what this documentary do, does. And, and so what my, uh, after watching and after speaking to both CC and, and Amber about it, Amber happened to be an executive producer on the show, on, on the film, and also um, gave a lot of uh, interviews for it, you know, that are, that are pretty prominently featured. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, you know, um, his, you know, the, a lot, much of what, what really appears to be a significant part of like their sort of post, you know, retirement project as a family is to be open about their 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 struggles so that they can help other people you know who may be going through it you know or help people not get not get as far down the road as as as, as they were um you know he, he you know one, one thing he mentions is you know um the sort of societal can you know ex- expectation of uh black boys and black men in particular you know like himself to not be open and honest about their feelings um, and how that leads them to bottle things up and, you know, until it all spills over, you know? Um, and like, you know, and so, and, you know, CC like, you know, not a, a stoic person, you know, in the field or anything like that, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, like, like, you know, he's, he's, he's yelling and, and, you know, in dugout, you see him laughing all the time, you know, and on the, on the, on the mound, you see him, you know, you know, working up a storm, cussing people out when, <laughs> when, they, when they screw up, you know, jawing off with umpires, like, you know, um, that's that was that was him and it was wonderful to watch right for the most part like oh, it was really cool um and uh but he was you know but he was um but but when it came to like the real stuff going on in his life he was entirely closeted entirely you know like and walling off everyone including his wife you know including his mom about what he was going through you know mm-hmm. and so um he you know he and he tracks that down tracks that back to to um again expectations that black black boys and black men have to, you know, because, because they're not seen frankly as, as fully human in, you know, our, <laughs> in our country, you know, we are not, I should say, you know, I, you know, um, that, 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 that sort of like full range of emotion, you know, um, is not really, um, allowed, you know, um, or is often punished. Um, and, um, and so he, you know, he's trying to offer a lifeline to, 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 other men, other other people, but you know, but but certain, but certainly with, with black folks, you know, and black men, um, in mind, like to 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 be honest and vulnerable, to to get help, you know, to you know, to sp- seek out things like therapy and mental health counseling, and you know, and 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 uh, you know, tools like tools like that that can help you process your you know your your feelings and your issues, but you know, more so that you don't so that it doesn't turn into abusing alcohol like him, you know, doesn't doesn't turn into you know, driving a car into a, you know, into the side of the road or something, or I forget exactly what, what object he hit, but, you know, but driving, but, you know, but driving drunk, you know, something that could have killed him and other people, you know, right. Um, this, it doesn't come to, to your marriage, you know, being quite on the rocks, you know, um, and, and almost losing your career. Um, and so, uh, you know, that, that was a, a big focus of what we end up you know, both you know, the, the, you know, me, myself and CC and Amber Sabathia, uh, just discussing of like, you know, how, how to, um, how to heal and what they hope to, you know, and their hope to reach out to people so that they can heal better. It's like flipping a switch, right? It's like the, the, the whole time you're, you're hiding it, right. You're, you're 
fall, he's falling into alcohol. It sounds like to just basically, I mean, numb everything that's going on, but it doesn't solve anything. It's all there still when you come back to, to sobriety. And now all of a sudden it's hit the bottom rehab and now it's coming back out the other side and, 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 and doing the exact opposite, right? Being able to say, Hey, I don't want people to have to go down this road. I've already traveled this road. This is, this is something you don't want to do. Right. Um, in your piece, you, you mentioned that he sat down with his family and, and watched the, the, the video, right. The, uh, as you call it, nonfiction movie, right. Um, yeah. with his family at the end, not just with his wife and his oldest kids, but the youngest as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and one of the things that they told me was that they were very grateful that for the most part, their kids did not see the worst of it because they were just too young and they, you know, and you know, frankly, ZZ was able to bifurcate his life, you know, mm-hmm. um, extremely well, you know, which again, was not always healthy, but like, you know, but, but he was grateful that they didn't have to, again, just be intimately, you know, involved right. in that. And so only his oldest son, who was 12, when he got checked into rehab, you know, he had an iPhone, you know, he can like see the tweets, you know what I mean? Like, he can go to school and, and have his friends. You'd be like, what, what's going on with your dad? You know, like, right. um, so they had to have a conversation with him early on about, about some of the stuff, but, um, but yeah, but a lot, you know, but his kids did not, you know, his other kids did not know, you know, uh, the gritty details of, of what was, what he was going, you know, what he was going through. Um, and so that was a, uh, you know, but, you know, it was an opportunity, you know, that, that uh, they were able to, you know, where they were able to just, you know, again, to, to, to feel together, you know, and all their feelings. And, and they, and they, and the Sabathias both commanded, you know, their kids is mature and everything, but, you know, but they meant, you said, yeah, of course they cried, you know, right. <laughs> to, to, to hear the daddy went through, through all this, you know, and then of course see it, you know, and to see their dad crying, you know, about losing his dad and about, you know, um, you know, just all the things he was, you know, um, you know, he, he, you know, some of his regret, you know, um, and so, yeah, I, I, but like, I, I, what reason why I wanted to end that and I know it was because it, it, it sort of like showed their, them upending the cycle, you know, with their black family, you know, of, of, you know, of, uh, of, you know, letting, you know, his young son, you know, feel, you know, just feel all his feelings, letting the young kids, you know, like, like just, um, sit in that without correcting it or, you know, or, or telling them toughen up or something, you know, right. shaming them for it. Straight truth. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That had to be yeah hard moment had to be a hard moment so but a necessary moment it's amazing it's a so. it's a great it's a great piece uh make sure if you haven't already check it out it's at the new york daily news uh and um and bradford uh your your work is excellent and we really appreciate you uh coming on and talking with us for a while yeah of course yeah. Uh, thank you for having me yeah totally appreciate it i really do thanks